0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are coming to you live a couple of places on the internet. We're live over here on Crowdcast. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. Maybe you're listening later on Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice. Wherever you're listening or watching, it's all good. Except for the fact that it's not good because we're having some weird tick issues tonight. So who knows what this podcast is going to sound like? Probably amazing, right?
1: Uh, yeah, or do, are you sure? We should, well, maybe we should just <laughs> relaunch this whole thing and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We could do that, but we're not going to. We're going to keep plowing ahead and keep are going. Are you
1: sure you want to do that?
0: <laughs> Justin, Justin, you're coming yeah. to us from Malibu. You got to catch a plane. You're jet setting out of here. We don't have time. To muck that's around true. with this sort of I thing you
1: have to catch a plane and it's a long drive from malibu to lax i'm out on california time that's why i've got this beautiful little like sun coming through i got a hammock outside my hotel room
2: oh all right oh, wow. hollywood
1: yeah you know big time hollywood people stay on a, a motel hipster motel on the highway yeah Oh,
0: very cool! Very cool, Justin. Living the uh, and dream. we have a couple of <laughs> cool guests for you. So we are going to bring in the first one now. He is the co-creator of. Oh, there we go. Hold on. Uh, he is the co-creator of Social Studies. Adam Gagnon, Hello. How are you? Hey.
3: hey. hey. <laughs> Doing good. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. Uh, so your other Mike Veriglio couldn't be here tonight not to talk about him while he's not here uh, because he's on the Seattle SWAT team,
3: right? Yeah, he's got a pretty intense job, and uh, the time is kind of wash. If he gets a call out, he's got to go. So I know we planned this way in advance, and it was supposed to be his day off, but he had a thing to do, so he's doing it.
0: Yeah, so not to be uh, stereotypical or anything like that, but social studies, read through the book, it's great. You have, I believe, nine issues are online now, is that correct?
3: Uh, I think it's ten and two more coming. Yeah. We got a little backlog with the whole paper shortage thing, so our printing got out of yeah. order, but... Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it stuff. is a very fun high school comedy. Not necessarily what you expect, I, I don't know, but your background, but not necessarily what you expect from a guy who's on the SWAT team. Uh, <laughs> how did you guys get together to work on this? Where did this project start?
3: Uh, we actually met when we were going into ninth grade in 1999. And we used to just kind of draw these things in, like, composition notebooks and pass them to each other between classes. And it was just a thing that we never stopped doing. And, you know, pre-social media and all that, Mike and his family ended up moving to Europe for a while, where he did some of high school. And then he finished his high school in the South, and I'm here in upstate New York. But somehow, even without social media, we stayed in touch, and we never really stopped using these characters and then a few years ago, I was at this horrible dead end job, bored out of my mind. And the only thing I could really do was use Microsoft Word. So I started writing yeah. actual scripts instead of us just making jokes with big pens and composition notebooks. And I sent oh. it to him and I said, You want to give this a real shot? And he was on board. So that's wow. awesome.
1: Matt, let me ask you, um, where in upstate New York are you? Because we got two upstate New York bona fides here on this
3: podcast. Uh, near Albany, between Albany and Saratoga.
1: Awesome. I'm from nice. near Syracuse. Pete's from garbage plate. Um, uh,
3: the ra cha cha. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So I guess I'm
3: more central than up. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But that's fine. To so everyone, to Alex, who grew up, I believe, on the Statue of Liberty, anything's upstate. Yes, right. I Anything did. north of White Plains,
3: you're upstate.
0: <laughs> yeah. That torch gets very hot in the summertime. Just <laughs> uh, I
1: hear you, dude. But man, that's why you sort of you are America,
0: Alexander, mm-hmm. Hey, thanks, man. Well, let's uh, getting back to this book for a second. So, you guys came together, you created this book. Um, talk about the general pitch of it. I know I mentioned a little
3: bit about it, but what is your elevator pitch for the book? Uh, the elevator pitch is basically it's a group of friends navigating the perils of high school, and we like to focus on when you were in high school, things were either the best thing to ever happened to you or the worst, and everything was either going to be the rest of your life or your life was over. So, we try to play into that and have fun with it and all the crazy things that go on that of course as adults looking back, we're not so crazy or not that big of a deal, but to them in the moment, it's everything. And they just kind of have each other to keep coming back to and to lean on.
1: Now I see in the sort of the um, intro in the book um, that this is semi-autobiographical, semi-autobi- s- some of it is. Yeah. Can you tell us which parts from the book are straight out of real life and which parts are wild
3: fiction straight out of real life <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that we like to leave vague on purpose um partially yeah. so we don't get in trouble Legally. retroactively and yeah, you know just you some of the parts you would think are fake are not and some of the parts you would think are real are not <laughs> it's a little bit different but one thing that i do like to point out is the way that uh, our two of our main characters meet in earth science class drawing pictures of space marines from starcraft was to a T how mike and i met mm-hmm. wow nice
0: well, you also said that it is a little embarrassing in certain ways to revisit your high school years. Um, how do you push on that? Like emotionally, how do you sort of dig into that? And do you push each other back and forth? Is it just shared memories? Or have you two grown as friends over the course of making this?
3: Oh, uh, sweet. It's a good question. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of all of it, actually. Uh, we kind of started with just, you remember when this happened? We could use that. Oh, that was a funny thing. We could throw that in there. And the more we do it, the more we try to like objectively look at our 14 to 18 year old selves and like, oh, I was doing this thinking it was cool or doing it for this reason, but really it was this other thing. So we're trying to like kind of give an honest look at our high school selves because we feel like it's, those things are pretty universal to a lot of people in high school. Yeah. You were trying to figure out who you were and what made you tick and I'm selling this like it's a super serious thing. It's not at all, but <laughs> that's kind of like the psychology behind it. What is the? When you, oh, go ahead, Justin. When you were talking about the book,
1: where there's, where like, remember that time when this happened, and um, and you were like, that never happened. You're all like, I feel like <laughs> when you're drawing from memory, it's so hard to uh, separate the in, the personal fact from fiction.
3: The the fun thing there is, it's more like he'll say, "Do you remember when this happened?" and the floodgates open. But then we have to talk to the other people that we knew since then, because we have a big group of friends that we've known almost as long as we've known each other. And you kind of get 10 different versions of it, and then you write it to our characters, and it becomes its own version. But it's it's kind of like that memory being dishonest thing almost plays itself off better in a way. Mm, Well, what
0: has their reaction been to the other folks in your high school group?
3: A lot of them have been really supportive and really like it, which is cool. And I think one thing we did that keeps us a little bit safer is the characters are not like, oh, that character's me, that character's Mike, that character's you know another friend. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Len character is kind of like the insecure parts of us. Turner's more the guy we wanted to be. Uh-huh. He always has the best one-liner. He's always the smartest guy in the room. He's always coming up with jokes. And then Roy yeah, is just I gotcha. a ball of anger. <laughs> you know, it's it's all our different emotions cut up into different characters. That's so smart, I love that because it it protects
1: you, but it also lets you like use the the real stories as just fodder and get wild with it.: Exactly, so yeah play play off the, the new characters. That's really
3: smart. And because we've been having these characters in our head for so long, even before we started having these issues actually come out, we can think of a story that happened or something that happened and say, oh, that's definitely Turner. Oh, we got to give that one to Vicky.
0: Uh, Can you talk about marketing this a little bit? Because obviously you have your own website. It's all available there. I do think that's a little different from what a lot of folks are doing in terms of Kickstarter or other crowdfunding platforms. Um, Why go this route?
3: Uh, Marketing is really something we are terrible at. (laughs) I'll just come right out and say it. (laughs) Um, We wanted to start off not on our own as like a point of pride, but we thought Kickstarter was something where you had to bring at least a chunk of your own audience. And we needed to build an audience to bring. Uh, I'm a web designer by day. That's my day job. So that was a no-brainer to set up a website. That was easy. Uh, we have most of the issues on Comixology, and now we're adding them to Global Comics also. But we've actually kind of taken a step back. I mean, we're still producing the book, but we're not releasing them as fast as we were. So we can try to figure out a marketing plan. Oh, nice.
1: That's cool. Uh,
3: well, what now, do you how have you move?
0: then? Oh, go ahead, Justin.
3: Sorry,
1: just a really important question. You say you're a web designer, but how do you rip yourself away from the arcade machine that you have in the back of your, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, video here? Uh,
3: luckily, I'm terrible at it, so I give myself three losses and I get back to work. <laughs> wow, that is the
1: most responsible thing I've ever heard. Yeah. You have your own arcade. For those of you listening, is that Marvel versus Street Fighter?
3: Uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2, yeah. Arcade 1-Up yeah. just came out. With nice, that All is right, impressive. I've
1: got to get one of those.
0: Uh What have you learned over the course of making 12 issues? What do you think has improved in terms of your working relationship, in terms of producing the comic book?
3: Uh, Improved is the writing process. Uh, Generally, the writing process is we'll call each other, I'm walking my dogs, he's going for whatever it is, we're not like sitting at our desks and we just start spitballing. We come up with some general premises, always an A story and a B story, just like a sitcom. And if one is kind of getting more in the serious realm, we try to balance it by making the the other story be even more ridiculous. Hmm. And then it used to be I would write like 40 pages for a 20-page draft, trim the fat, rewrite it, trim the fat, rewrite oh. it. And now we come up with it, we get an outline, and I can have a draft that's pretty close to what we end up drawing in like 10 days.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Oh, wow. That's wow. Awesome. We've gotten a lot faster at that.
0: And if people want to check out the book, they should go to, I assume, socialstudiescomic.com. Is that the best place to pick up issues and check them that out? That would
3: be the best place. Yeah, if you do have Comicsology, we have, I believe it's at least eight or nine issues on there. Uh, Global Comics, just a couple right now, but I've been working on that at night, and we're just going to keep spreading it out. We have two ready to go to the printer, so more stuff coming. But yeah, socialstudiescomic.com would be the best awesome awesome
0: adam thank you so much for coming on congratulations on the project this is so cool yeah, you guys so are cool. doing it and uh thank you, thank I, hope, you guys uh, I hope mike hey i hope mike catches that guy is that what he's doing i don't know yeah. what he's doing but yeah hopefully whatever right. he's
3: doing he comes home all right and <laughs> better than we don't know i, th- I said <laughs>
0: yeah yeah there you go thanks adam have a good night Thank thanks you, Adam. All right, there we go. Once again, you can check out Social Studies at socialstudiescomic.com. Um, Should all we slip into ten issues. memories
1: at all in the next couple of weeks?
0: Ooh, years? sure, real quick. Uh, worst high school memory, Pete, you go first, then you, Justin, and then we might run out of time, but go ahead. Uh,
2: no, I think Justin seems like he has some stuff queued up. Uh, I right, It's going to take me a little bit more drinking to be able to go back to that place.
1: No bad memories. Um, I mean, well, my, prom Boo. Day left, my, Boo. my prom day left with another guy who was wearing a tuxedo t-shirt who showed up late. Uh, so that, oh,
2: was- wow. That's where it started. That's when you're like, showing up late is cool. I'll yeah. always be late. <laughs> I was that on was time. Sure. That was <laughs> the wrong choice.
0: That's how you get the girl, man. And it's uh, never scared me Oh, oh wrong. It's my never God.
2: Me wrong. <laughs> oh, why why prom day? Why? You ruined all of our lives.
1: You're mostly yeah. yours, but sure. Uh,
2: Pete. <laughs> that's so
0: weird. I was just going to say because at my prom, I saw a nut that was flexing, and that's where nut flexing came.
2: From. Oh, wow. Wow. It yeah. all goes back there. There's
1: more to that story. Uh, yeah. Pete?
2: Oh, God, I don't want to uh, relive any of that. Uh, God, I don't know. You don't have
1: to relive it. You just have to tell us in the uh, intense detail about
2: it. Yeah, yeah. um, There's a a lot of horrible, horrible stories. I mean, I used to get beat up uh, for reading comic books, shoved into lockers, uh, swirlies, all sorts of things. It was uh, more of an old school time uh, uh, when I was growing up, but I guess it shows how old I am. Uh, what
1: about what about your friends like John John the Skateboard Man or Pogo Stick <laughs> or, or Dance Dance Revolution or whatever
2: uh, nicknames you had? Oh yeah, yeah. Well that was more of the positive stuff, but you're trying to think of the worst stuff. So uh yeah, I mean those are back in the days the funky chick chicken, Doctor Smooth, you know. Uh, Lil Dog Esperanto. I mean, there was a lot of different uh, Captain Eatery. I mean, a lot of different fun, fun times. You know, what I mean, I love
1: how the nonsense you said is real and the nonsense I said is made up.
2: Yep, but it he, is really <laughs> nonsensical. I don't know about that. One of them's actual people, and one of them, another one is just made up things. Uh, All right, well, I'll tell you what,
0: why don't we bring our next guest into the stream here? He is the creator of the book Villains Seeking Hero. Which is currently on Zest World, and I'm gonna make this work. Here we go. All right. <laughs> At any time here. All right. Uh, Lewis Sothard. There we go. Hello. Hey, How are you? All right. Oh, welcome. Wait. There we go. Hold on. Nice user. There we oh, go. Wait. No wait. There we, we go. I did, did it. Awesome. Yay, Lewis. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for being here uh, uh, on the show uh, again because responding
4: I, to my email. That's I love emails. Thank you. They're Thank one of the best. You, things. Guys.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, uh, the thanking doesn't stop there because <laughs> so uh, we have a professional chef we work with who comes to the shows. His name is Brett Macris, AKA Straight Bullet. Uh, and every week he curates a drink or designs a drink specifically for the show. And sometimes he bases it on the guests a little bit. Uh, and there was a story of yours that he was particularly inspired by. Uh, that is not Villain Seeking Hero, uh, but he did create this cocktail called the Strawberry Penny oh! based on terrifying tales to keep to yourself. Um, it is made with muddled strawberries, whiskey, vermouth, lemon juice, Campari, mm. maraschino liquor, and simple syrup. It tastes like alcoholic strawberry lemonade, and it is absolutely delicious. I'm going to make that
4: myself. Like, that is so cool. That uh, That is awesome. No, I love that. Uh, Unofficially, <clears throat> I'm here as a Zestworld uh, representative, I suppose. So, yeah. um, I, I supp- if you want me to talk about uh, Terrifying Tales, I could do that as well. Because that's the other series I have running on Zess World. But if you want to strictly stick to Villain Seeking Hero, that's fine. But with, well, with tell this... us.
0: It's fine. Uh, we can hit both of them. We got time. Uh, we tell got us time. about Terrifying Tales, the
4: thing that inspired this cocktail. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... I decided that I wanted to make an original graphic novel, which was a collection of horror stories that weren't really horror stories. Some of them were, kind of. Uh, it depends on your version of horrifying.
2: And Like Justin's prom date.
4: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Mom, that, that's, that's a good contender. Uh, so I made five of what I thought were some, some Cracker Jack awesome stories. And I'm like, okay, now I'm going to pitch them to some publishers, and they're going to love them. This is going to be great. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, anthologies, they're not in right now. Sorry, pal. And I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, I got the Zest World thing, and that was the first thing that I put up. Uh, so with Terrifying Tales, uh, it's only a collection of five that includes – Penny and the Mechanical Mr. Strawberry, which is, of course, yeah, the The inspiration. On. The the inspiration. <laughs> uh, there is How to Seduce Commuting Women on the Train. Uh, there <laughs> is The Mouse in the House. And, oh, what are the other two? Um, oh, geez. I, ca- I can't remember. It's been so, so long. Sorry, you're on the spot. You've had several yeah.
1: strawberry pennies today. So
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no big deal.
4: It's all good. It's all good.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about Villain Seeking Hero. And ah. actually, actually, just to take a step back from that for a second, we've had a couple of folks from Zest World on here, but can you give, as a representative, a rundown of the platform for anybody who, yeah. I don't know why they would have, but uh, didn't listen to the previous podcasts?
4: Oh, that's all right. Uh, so, Zest World is sort of like a brand new webcomic service. Uh, basically, they want people to. I, I, you have to apply and you know you basically give them an idea as to who you are what you have and like you know what you can give to people in terms because some people do like paid subscription services mm-hmm. so you can do like a newsletter or you your uh, comic series uh, but alternatively you can just do that all for free um, depending on what you're offering I know some artists working on the website do personalized commissions for people um, uh, mm. and it's all dependent on what you do as a creative and, uh, it can be a total personalized experience. So, um, for me personally, when I, uh, got approved and became a member of the, of the zest world team, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I just put basically, um, not a, I guess, I guess a back catalog of my library because uh you guys probably don't know this but villain seeking hero has a very uh infamous uh tragic backstory so zest is sort of its new home and it's kind of like it's it's have had a new uh i can't even say it's had a second life because i can't even say it had a first life so it had it's uh it's you, there and not, it's not to push you on the story. spot but yeah okay
0: everybody loves a tragic origin
4: it, let's go 100. for it It all, believe it or not it all starts in 2018 in Paris, France <laughs> uh, swear to god uh, a, a young Louis Southern uh, is attending university and decides he's too good for it he doesn't need no fancy education he's got a passion he's got a passion for comics and he's like he's gonna pursue it so he uh, I moved from Paris, France to New York uh, New York City And I'm like, okay, let's go for it. Starving artist time. And I've been a huge fan of comics for most of my life. So, uh, but I can't say I knew much about the comics industry. So I, I very much stumbled my way in. And especially, it's very telling that I didn't know much with my original goal being like, oh, my first thing ever is going to be an ongoing, independent... Superhero book. Clearly, the thing every publisher wants from a nobody they've never heard of.
3: Uh, Naturally. So,
4: so uh, I, but funnily enough, uh, we started making the book and it got picked up by Action Lab Entertainment. And if you guys yes. know about that, uh, that company is, I could say that now because they basically don't exist, very unprofessional. Mm-hmm. It would take maybe like a month to get a response to your email, even when you're working at the company they won't talk to you and like after maybe two years yeah two years of just talking to them and you know like getting it rolling they're like okay your book's coming out this is like let's say December 2019 it's like don't worry your book's coming out uh April of 2020. There, no, won't, no. Be, there won't be not any. No. <laughs> we got the plan there's not going to be any hiccups along the way and I don't know if you guys know this, but 2020 was a bit of a rough year for everyone. Hmm. Um, uh, what, yeah, what, what happened? Now. Yeah, what? what uh, I, I, everyone, everyone uh, just went on vacation, from what I was uh, told. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. uh, seriously, uh, of course, the month my book was supposed to come out was the month the entire industry shut down. Mm-hmm. So my my first foray into the world of comic books was basically. Obliterated off the face of the earth before we even had a shot. But cut two more years later, and now things are getting better. And now we live in a world, a zest world, if you will, where, <laughs> where ah! every anything is possible. And now I we... was choked at my beer trying to say that. But... <laughs> gotcha! I got you. Beat you, you to it. Me. You got me. You
2: got. Anything is possible. <laughs>
4: yeah. No. But I. I'm very happy. Like it's finally. It's finally had its time and it's it's having its time in the sun, so I couldn't be more thankful to Zestworld than just for having that sort of opportunity. It's really well, good. I
0: I will say having checked out your book on Zestworld and I know this is a very basic thing, but I saw there's a little button there that's like read the first issue for free and I was like, "Oh okay, great, I'll click on that read the first issue." And then it kept scrolling and it immediately went to the second issue and I was like, "Oh wow, there's a second issue here." And it just keeps going. There's so many issues. I'm saying this is like for anybody who wants to check it out, you could read a whole ton of really great, very fun comics for absolute free on there. And it, it's a great reading experience, which yeah. I don't think you can really say from a lot of platforms. Uh, but let's talk about the specific content. Do you want to give the pitch for the book? I mean, it's right there on the title, but there's a little more to it.
4: Okay. Uh I can't even call it like an elevator pitch. It's more of like a staircase pitch. It's just like uh
1: yeah. a... ooh, old fashioned.
4: Yeah, yeah. It, it no, it's just very long. Uh cuz <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, yeah, because you take your time going up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. It's um so it's set in a world where being a hero and being a villain is b- very bureaucratic. You know, there's so there's one organization that's va- basically in charge of all the supervillains and our protagonist is a villain called a middle-aged villain named Master Molecule he's a veteran he's been around the block uh, and uh but he's encountering a bit of a professional downward spiral and so as such his boss uh is like okay you can't be a solo villain anymore we're going to put you as the leader of a team and his team is called the uh, the frightening 5 there's only two other members so team of 3 and uh he didn't choose the name uh, and uh his teammates are the uber powerful but uh let's say not all there spirit king and then the the mute force majeure um, what do I uh the muscle man of mystery nightman so it's the three of them <laughs> trying to uh bounce around their little comics universe uh trying to survive against Heroes and rival villains alike.
0: One of the things that I particularly liked about this book is that you didn't really use analogs. And what I mean by that is, I feel like people, yeah. when they're launching a new superhero universe, they often have like, eh, it's not Batman, but it's like Catman. And it's, you know, it's not Superman, but it's like oh. Ultraman or whatever. But oh, you have so these, smart. yeah, you have these characters that are very different and don't feel like anything else. What was involved in that? Was there a temptation to go down that route of using those sort of one-to-ones and you went to another direction or did it just happen naturally? Uh,
4: well, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, there are some... I do take inspiration from some things because it's... I, I, it's a bit. I remember there was an article that came out during its original release that I always thought put it better than I ever could, which was the book's a bit of a reconstruction. So whenever there is an analog it's like it's familiar but it's not really a one to one you know you get an mm-hmm. idea but this character is completely fleshed out a good example is in the second story arc uh the main character master molecule you meet his best friend or his ex best friend who you know at a certain point they've gone down like a fork in the road and the best friends become really successful and master molecule is not as success- he's not successful at all so but so you get to see who the best friend is and his name is Skull Commander and he runs an organization named Skull and he's got a girl like a like a 20 something year old girlfriend named the Duchess so it's like it's 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 satire of like Cobra and Cobra Commander but like yeah. he kind of that's just like the the window dressing of just like oh man this guy's got his own goddamn organization and I'm just stuck with these two guys but like that's just but then you know you get past that and it's like oh no this is nothing like those characters at all and it's not even trying to be like a like a smart like Ooh, i'm doing it different it's like no it's just like a, just an asshole just an asshole
1: (laughs) what drew you to to villains as your main characters it feels like some people come in they're like this is my superhero take and premise and team and um you're coming in on the other side
4: i think with villains you can get away with a lot more i think when somebody's like oh, this is a villain book. The bar's low. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm almost expecting yeah. them to do bad things. And when they do bad things, you're like, okay, fair enough. But when they do good things, or they almost act slightly heroic, then it's like, oh, that's that's almost like subverting your expectations. Uh, but uh, I, guess, I guess it's it gets to play. I, we've all seen like multifaceted anti-heroes and heroes sure, yeah. but it's more fun to see at least in my eyes to see like but what about the villains like what about if there was a guy who yeah he does bad things but what does he do when he's not like when it like what does electro do when he's not electro mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. it's like what what if he's just like a really good stay at home dad and you never knew the entire yeah. time so just does
1: Wordle and stuff.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, lo- he loves the New Yorker as much as the next guy, you know? It's just, it's just <laughs> how a it is. New
1: Yorker cartoonist on this side.
4: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's what Bill and I want, who's just trying to crack a great caption.
0: Uh, now, you talked about this a little bit in terms of Zesperald putting it out, and obviously that's one of the huge parts of actually getting the comic in front of people, but you're still pretty much doing it independently. What's involved on your side? What is the process like in terms of put it, getting the comic together and then putting it out there?
4: What, just like making it? Yeah, there you okay. go. Okay. Well, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, this book uh, has was made uh, a little while back. So while it's relatively new now, um, to me this is old stuff. Uh, the only the only new thing we've sort of been doing is me and the letterer have been going back uh, because he's been wanting to fix some mistakes from the original run, and I was also looking to do the same. So the only it's only, it's basically we've polished it up a bit, but it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, back then it was just uh, I, I don't know it was just me finding because i was a nobody i'll be honest it was just me finding anybody who would say yes to working with me because i can't lie it was a bit of a risk like oh who how do i know this guy's gonna pay me how do i know this is gonna happen so um you know like back then it was just it, that was a bit more rough if we want to talk about nowadays um i i've, I've definitely gotten a bit more streamlined with uh, how i make my projects now uh which is i don't know you just send them an email <laughs> And then you're like, "Hey, do you want to do this with me?" Oh man,
1: email is such a big like. Emails come up so many times in this interview. Like, email is
4: huge. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Some some people just some. Well, obviously, people put out their email because they they want to be contacted uh, to get the job. That's the trick. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd be. You, well, the thing is, you'd be surprised who would say yes. Um, hmm. I remember when I started Villain Seeking Hero. Uh, I needed someone to do. It was it was crazy because back then, like I said, anybody who would say yes. And I reached out to David Hahn, who worked on like oh yeah Batman 66. Yeah. Uh, like he, he's worked on. He's had a long. He's been in the industry for 20 years, 30 years maybe. And I reached out to him, and, and I'm like, okay, there's this, I'm hey hey you don't know me, but I'm writing this story. Uh, and this is a one shot and there's an interdimensional goth girl and she's sort of like the watcher and she's talking about the multiverse and uh, they're talking about these people that you don't know about. It, 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 do you want to do this? And then he's like, stop right there. You've had me at interdimensional goth girl. I'm in. And some, <laughs> sometimes that's all it's amazing. Takes. Wow, That's lovely. But then again, like after that, uh, him and I have been working together ever since because we have another book over at um, Scout Comics, mm-hmm. Midnight Western Theater. Was like okay, David, goth cowboys. You want to do that? And he's like, yes, perfect. You had me again. I um, think
1: goth is a real in for this guy.
0: Yeah. David. yeah. Uh, we'll talk about then. Not to make him a plug, other stuff. But what are the other projects you're working on? What else should people be checking out from you?
4: Okay. Well, uh, I am currently in the middle of making the sequel to Midnight Western Theater over at Scout Comics. Uh that is a prequel to the first book, which is the origin story of the main character, the woman in black. I'm doing that with artist Butch Mappa, uh colorist Sean Peacock, and letterer Buddy Boduin So it's a new creative team, but uh some some up and covers with uh Butch Mappa being the big standout there, long track record in the industry, so we're doing that together. Um, David and I are working on, uh, we decided Old West, now we're going to do sci-fi together. So we're working nice. on a miniseries there. And the only other thing I could really think of is I'm working, uh, well, it's pretty much done. Uh, artist Dean Kotz and I uh, have a noir graphic novel that we are just wrapping up. It's getting colored. It's almost done getting colored. So that's where we're at. Nice. awesome, awesome. So and people,
0: that's a ton of stuff and if people want to check out villain seeking hero obviously zest world is the best place for that right
4: yes yes it is awesome
0: yeah. lewis thank you so much for coming on congratulations on all of the success and congratulations on most of all all of the emails
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank Christmas you thank season.
4: you let everyone know that's that's my number one uh honestly literally yeah to anyone out there who wants to be a comic book writer uh, and who needs an artist, just send that email. Yeah. <laughs> just send the email. Put away the send an email cards. Oh,
0: start man.
1: Use your technology.
0: Awesome. Lewis, thank you so much for coming on. Have a good night.
4: Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, take care. See you, Lewis.
0: All right, there we go. Once again, it is called Villains Seeking Hero by Lewis Southern Southern, excuse me, and you can check it out on Zesperal right now. And now we're going to move to our next section, which is my favorite section because you all make it up, it's your audience questions.
1: Yeah. Wow. I don't know why we have songs anyway. <laughs> yeah, gonna,
2: exactly. Uh, well. I don't know. We've human... been playing
0: this song for sixteen years. You'd think I'd actually know the tune at this point, but
1: Human Jukebox Alex Alvin <laughs> coming
0: in again. Uh well from human jukebox to human juice box. What are you guys drinking into the old juice box tonight?
1: Nice. Oh, wow. Um I have a beer that um the hotel gave me when I got here. It's uh, Ooh, wow. your hotel is
2: so nice they give you free beer?
1: They're like, you want two beers to go to your room, with? I was like, are you me? <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> are you um, me from the future and you already and, know I'm saying yes?
1: And it was I don't know it's I guess it's called um Caledon. Um apparently there's a lot of local breweries out here. Um I went to a local one last night the Mala Brewing company and complained that they weren't called Malibu and
2: they threw me out. So
1: I'm really experienced. <laughs>
2: good for you. Good for you. And Pete, what are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm drinking ooh, uh, Balls Point uh, Sculpin. That's a good beer, Pete. Oh,
1: good beer, not a Pete beer. Yeah. You must be back in your bros' fridge.
2: You know it.
0: You know it.
1: Nice. You're a human trash can.
0: Yes, I just finished up this Strawberry Penny and I want more, but I don't have more. So it's all very sad. Why don't we go to some questions here? If you are watching over on YouTube, you can drop them in the comments or here on Crowdcast and Q&A. we got a couple of those already. So why don't we start off with this one from Ben the Border Collie. If you can make one DC movie or show part of James Gunn's DCU canon, what would you choose? Also, are there any recent comic stories you'd like to see pulled into the DCU? Great question. Ooh, yeah. So uh, just to make this like very specific, one DC movie or show that already exists, whether recently canceled or not, that is still part of the canon. Everything else goes away, but like Legends of Tomorrow exists still. Oh yeah,
2: great. Legends of Tomorrow, wow. great choice. That was not my choice, but go ahead. Uh, no, that's what you chose. So oh, great course. job on okay. that. Nice Thank job. You. I mean, you did watch that and liked I it. Watch
4: and I that. It was
2: a good yeah. show. Um. Yeah, I would say uh, DC could pull in anything from Black Label. It's all really good, uh, and uh, work on that. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously the Arrow uh, needs to come back. I mean, that's when it all started. When that went away, everything started to go downhill. So you know.
1: Yeah. You, so you're, you're want... <laughs> a show from how many years ago?
3: You want Stephen about to couple. be like,
1: "Ah, oh, Jesus Christ, I got to do this yeah. again." Thank you, Kevin, uh, in the comments. We are out of time for a piece like Aero <laughs> Nostalgia Corner, the le- right. even less popular segment than the original. Um, I mean, this is still happening, at least right now, but I'm going to go with Doom Patrol mm. um, as one that is currently part of the DCU that I would like to see continue going forward because th- it's there aren't a lot of other shows, or I don't think there will be a lot of other shows that fill that sort of hole.
0: The, I mean, the easy answer I think is Peacemaker because you already got the James Gunn connection and it's a great show. So. Yeah, that's a I great that's show. Too, that's
1: too easy. That's, to that's too easy. That's, the thing, that's going to continue.
0: Here's the one that I actually think is difficult. The, the Batman was awesome. It was so good, such a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that fits into a greater universe. Like, uh, obviously, there's ways of doing it and there's ways of finessing it, but they are clearly already have been working pretty heavily on fleshing it out into its own. The Batman 2, the Penguin series, whatever the Arkham Asylum slash GCPD series is. So, I I don't know. I want them to keep that because I really, I loved Robert Robert Pattinson in the role. I thought the world was really interesting. I'd love to see another one of that versus yet another Batman reboot in particular. But, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happened. And in terms of comic stories, I think that's a great call with the Black Label stuff. This is almost the antithesis of what it sounds like they're doing but those go for broke dudded one stories are very exciting when they really work like the suicide squad stuff blaze and get joker from the past year
2: oh yeah the get joker stuff was so great good stuff
1: uh the answer i was going to say echoed by ben the border collie is um some nightwing give me some nightwing uh let's see we've seen so many like dark brooding batman stuff Let's flip that script and see oh, a son bright, of Kal-Lel. Let's see a bright Batman Batman family story with Nightwing at the center that really just changes the game. It gives us a little bit of that MCU Spider-Man flavor in the BCU. Yeah.
0: All right. There we go. Next up, we got a question here from Kevin. What are some of your other favorite villain-centered titles?
1: Mm, mm. Great
2: question.
1: Obviously, Punisher, we've been in a liking.
2: <laughs> uh what was that one uh that just finished up um where the um uh the freeze gun uh the rogues uh the rogues gallery uh rogues. Series, yeah rogues yeah <laughs> uh Hi. that was very good
0: that was good sinister foes of spider-man uh was great oh, by nick good. spencer that was really good right. very fun and another one fred van lente's modox 11 from back in the day I think that was like when we first started doing the show or a couple of years in, but a couple that, of years in, I think, yeah, that was Bodoc Just, you had
1: me at Fred, Fred
2: Van Lente. Yeah.
1: What was the, um, Thanos, was it like Thanos unlimited or something that was just a great, where he ended up fighting himself.
0: The uh, was, are you thinking of Thanos, the Donny Cates run? The Donny
1: Cates. Yeah. Yeah. That was just from Thanos. like, just, yeah. Thanos, just like five, six years ago. And that, that was a great series. Mm. Um, yeah, there you go. Um,
0: ooh, this is a big one from over on YouTube. Prime NRG says, "I've never really read DC Comics. Where should I start?"
2: Oh wow! Oh Yikes. man, what a br- brave new world that's going to be for you. Yeah. Mm. Um.
0: Hmm.
2: Let's
1: see. Um, obviously, the Aquaman movie.
0: Then yeah. the buttercarly yeah. says action comics number one. Yes, you have to start at the beginning and then work your way forward. Uh, you know, yeah, I'll say this way. is a little bit of a sidetrack, but I've I think I mentioned this on the show. Maybe I haven't, but I started taking my eight year old to the comic book shop on Wednesdays to try to get him addicted and ruin his life. And <laughs> he's been, I've been very much letting him like take the lead in terms of getting stuff. But since we read everything in advance, I'm able to be like, Uh, that's not appropriate for you. Don't get that. Nice, helpful. Mm -hmm. But definitely Mm -hmm. like parenting. Maybe this is partially because he knows the Marvel characters a little better, but he looks at the DC stuff and it's very hard to think like, oh yeah, jump in on that issue of Superman or, oh, check out that issue of Batman. And I've definitely tried to encourage him to go with what we talk about all the time. And I think our experience when we're kids, which is you pick up like X-Men 293 and you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I love this. But yeah, I do think he's not wired that way particularly, but I also think kids these days, because you're able to binge an entire show and you're able to get an entire thing, don't necessarily have that mentality. So it's been a little easier to sell him on Marvel comics and be like, sure, you can jump in on this. This is an easy starting point.
2: Okay. All right. I've 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 <laughs> been able to think about this long enough. I got an answer. What you do is you start with uh, Scott Snyder's run on detective comics that will then run over Mm -hmm. to Batman comics. And then you'll have a great understanding of uh, kind of where to go for there. Uh, And then also start with Wonder Woman with Cliff Chang's uh, first run on Wonder Woman. And uh, you'll also have a a lovely- I I feel like that might be a little bit of a
0: deep dive. Uh, I'll say, I'll throw out for Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman, George Perez's run is sort of like the classic, very basic run in terms of understanding Wonder Woman. I'd also throw out Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale's work both on, uh, you know, Batman the Long Halloween, but also Superman for all seasons. That gives you a nice basis in those characters. For The Flash, I started with don't. Jeff John's run. Just don't. Jeff John's run on The Flash is great.
1: Very good. Very like, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like <laughs> choosing your your favorite hero and jumping mm-hmm. in on We can sort of list off the this, a great jumping on point for all of that. Like if your favorite character is uh, Martha Wayne's pearl necklace, <laughs> <my favorite. laughs> boy, I are you? With... You can pick up <laughs> anything. Yeah, hey, that and pearl's <laughs> dropping everywhere. So that's a great one to start on. I think. I think that's an interesting point, though, that you just had, Alex. That I feel like people nowadays aren't used to just jumping in the middle of a story, and I think that's what trains your brain to love comics above all. I hmm. think so many other forms of content are like specifically superhero stuff is you start at the beginning of a tv series movie whatever and you watch the whole story but comics are all about the middle everything's the middle um after action comics number one we were in the middle until <laughs> the final issue of everything drops uh the day after the end of the world so the middle is the fun part um And that's where we should all be. I would throw out, if you do like Aquaman, uh, Time and Tide, a series that Peter David did way back in the day, and then the Aquaman series that he then jumped into. is great for that character. Um, Green Lantern, the uh, Color Spectrum stuff also, uh, Jeff.
0: Yeah, the Sinestro Corps War. That's a good answer. Uh, We got one from Stray Bullet over here. We heard about your least favorite high school movements. What were your favorite? Mine was graduating and not ever going back.
2: Yeah, nice Stray Bullet. Nice Stray Bullet. Yeah. I would have to say the... I got an A in health class and that was like one of my, it was my first A <laughs> and the biggest accomplishment. Look at wow. this. You were the one, you were the only one that knew about sex because you were already 45, right? Yeah, that's right. When you're yeah. a 45 year old, uh, stuck in a teenager's body, there are advantages. Your um,
1: teacher was like, Pete, I have a question. So when you're in bed and <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, first off, great t- question. Teach, you know what you want to try to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know I that was,
1: scene? You know that scene in What About Bob when um uh, Richard Dreyfuss pushes Bob into the insane asylum and he comes back later and he's all the uh psychologists are gathered around him and they all love him. Yeah. That's you in health class being <laughs> like here's how here's how you really here's oh, how a testicle really works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um uh, Justin you have Best a favorite high
1: school story I don't know um I guess the minute before my prom date left with the other guy like when it was like <laughs> at its peak and fun. no I mean I had a lot of fun in high school I guess the serious answer and sort of more of a serious answer I was really shy growing up all the don't believe up. Like, it truth 100 percent shy quiet a little like nerdy like because I got a lot of A's in my high school and school stuff Um, and so, but I kept to myself. And then one like period in junior year, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm sick of doing this. And so I just started like being weirder, putting myself out there more. And that really just like changed my life going forward. So I think that would be the real answer.
0: Oh, that's nice, man. Um, I don't don't really have a good story like that, that I can remember offhand. I mean, certainly like in terms of life changing stuff, I never wanted to do theater. I was never interested in it at all. And then my best friend was like, Hey, I'm directing a production of Monty Python's flying circus, where we're just going to do a bunch of sketches on stage. And I love Monty Python. And I was like, well, I've got it in because of am best friends with the director. So I figured Classes. I'd try it out and so never, never look back. So there you go.
1: Wow. wow. Look at you. And that brings us to today. What yep, are today. all still actors? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you missed this question, Alex, from Ben the Border Collie. Which of you is the human juice box?
0: Mm, great which question. Are, I believe does your that t- mean your the interest? most juicy of us, or what does that mean? Do we
1: think? Uh, I guess easiest to pierce with a straw. Oh. Oh,
2: a oh, most thought, filled
1: I, with juice. Yeah, I've, I was
2: going to say, sought the most flavorful uh, insides. <laughs> Is that how you won health class? <laughs> yep.
1: Voted That's your senior superlative. They're
2: if good. they're scared Most of you, flavor. they give you an A. That's how it works.
1: Most flavorful insides goes to P. LePage. Uh,
0: we got uh, one more over here. This is from Frederico Rosa. Great question. What was your guy's first comic of the year? Uh, great Ooh. question. First comic uh, of the year.
1: You know what It For me, I um, caught up on Saga. I was oh. like, I was like three issues behind on Saga and I'm, I'm actually still, I haven't read all of them up to the, when they took their most recent break, but it was one that I haven't uh, been keeping up on I was very excited to be like, I can download all six of them and read them.
0: Nice. Uh, I think for me it was the stuff that we're doing for the stack this week. Is the first
2: things yeah. that I read. So not to blow it up, but Scarlet. Those Witch are work.
1: One. Those are work.
2: Comics, Scarlet, which like... number one. I'm looking forward to talking to you about yeah. that. But uh, for we me, want it was
1: pleasure, pleasure comics, not work comics.
2: Alex. Okay. Oh. I reread part of
0: Dark Web, Mary Jade, and Black Cat because. Uh, my uh, uh, That was one of the ones that my son wanted to get. He was like, well, I know both these characters. And then he read it. He's like,
1: what's going on here? And I was like, uh, yeah. this, this
0: is a deep dive. That's
1: right? a little too deep in continuity. But I will say, great-ish. Yeah, uh, great-ish. great-ish. Bringing it.
0: The funnier part was the question he had wasn't about the front story where they have to deal with the whole inferno thing that's going on in the Spider-Man comics. It was the done in one story in the back where she's playing a poker game for Doctor deuce mask, and he's like, "How does she have Doctor deuce mask?" And I was like,
1: "This is not confusing. Let me explain."
0: Wow. Oh my God. But there you go. Yeah, explain how poker works.
1: Yeah, he, he didn't have any question about the the world, the universe. He was just like. Hey, I missed how Dr. Doom's mask came into her, her possession <laughs> you
2: can fill me in on the back story. Great. There you go. I can't um, wait right. for your son to start playing poker and hustling you for things. It's going to be fun.
1: Pete, first comic of 23. What you got?
2: Well, it was uh, Joe Fix It uh, for the stack tomorrow. Mm. Nice.
1: That's a work comic. What's a pleasure comic?
2: Uh, By that, I
1: mean pornographic.
2: Pete doesn't have pleasure anymore just work all the time. Well, That's yeah, right. I haven't had my first uh, pleasure then, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to it.
1: Again, Pete's talking health class, and I love it. <laughs>
0: all right, why don't we move on to our next section, which is trivia, and for that, I'm going to turn it over to Pete LePage. Mr. <laughs> pleasure himself, <laughs> Pete LePage. Oh, wow. <laughs> trivia? I'll tell you what, we should really not bring anybody into the stream because I think it's going to shut everything down. Uh, instead maybe maybe we well, should no, do it don't we?
1: i think we owe someone um a shout on here right didn't we have two people the other time
0: mm.
1: someone uh, from youtube perhaps
0: oh maybe we did uh, I don't. and know. first
1: I hand that. up first hand up on youtube that means we don't have to invite them into the stream they can just um have do pleasure trivia from their pleasure uh <laughs> pleasure place
0: uh, we just need um, a
1: First hand up on the, yeah, the, we
0: the brave, Ooh, brave Prime Energy volunteer. is saying, just saying, y'all remember the secret Punisher quiz. Pete, you don't
2: have another secret Punisher quiz. No, here. we closed no. that, but I appreciate <laughs> their consistency. All
1: right. Yeah, well, 2023, you never know. It's a whole yeah, new
2: that's year. True. That's, oh, it's a whole new year. Yeah. Maybe I should build something, you know?
1: Yeah. Or it's maybe... once every five years. and then once every Well, we're not
0: going to get hand up here. So why don't we do it for some sort of charity? yeah Oh,
2: Kevin. Kevin says it. No, go. I think Kevin. He's just saying it. Like he, uh, he he's it technical support. What? We do need
1: that. So good. yeah, we do. I think he. I think he means he wants to do some trip.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, Kevin, put on some headphones, please. I'm going to invite you onto stage.
2: There you go. Um, um,
1: Kevin also says it's Alex's turn to do a secret quiz,
2: which is um, also true.
1: That's right, because we go in a very strict rotation. That's so right. There was nothing for like 12 years, and then Pete secretly for five years, and mm-hmm. then Alex, and then me, and then... And then me again. And then you had a, a second secret one.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, we also have hands raised over on YouTube now, just in case Kevin doesn't come in. There's a whole mess. Well I, well,
1: I think we just need to make some selections. We need to be brave here. Well, I, I invited think Kevin, Kevin was- in. Well, is he, if he's not ready,
2: he's he's he can do it another time. Maybe he doesn't have headphones. Yeah, maybe not. Well, maybe his puppet is working the keys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I'll tell you what. We got David Quinley says I will. An easy reader raises his hand, and then Easy Reader
2: says, "Have fun, Kev."
0: <laughs> I don't know, Pete. Uh, you're in charge of trivia. You gotta you gotta step up. So, so the
2: first first who was the first comment on YouTube? Uh, that was David Quinley. All right. Well, well, then let's do it with the Quinn. All DQ, right.
1: you're up.
0: Hello? Oh, Kevin's here. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: okay, here I am not. No, it's great, Kevin. Eat, take it away with some trivia. Okay, great. All right, Kevin oh I'll wait for the music here no, kevin no, yeah this no, is no, some no. great all right. today's no. trivia is on topical comic news and a small nod to the legend barbara walters r.i.p please listen to all three options before making your selection here we go question number one kev what is the name of the dc event kicking off on january 10th blank planet is it a bitch planet b lazarus planet or C, share planet. So it's share either, well, bitch planet is a completely different property other than DC. Or you could go I with do. Lazarus planet, which is B.
1: Full choice. I will DC go with B. There.
2: You are correct. Hey, I can see, Kev. All right.
1: Uh, when you say share planet, you mean C H E R.
2: That's right. You know it. As nice. in, there would be a whole planet devoted to share. I mean, let's hope for the future. You know what I mean?
1: Hey, I, Pete, that planet.
2: Earth. oh good call alright question number two speaking of planets Marvel is bringing back Planet of the Apes in April but who will be the writer is it A. Caesar B. David F. Walker or C. Lily Tomlin hmm so, lot of options, lot yeah, of yeah. options there. yeah yeah so B. David F. Walker is the only one who is an actual writer of sorts okay. I will go with B all right. Nice. Well done. Well, Kevin, well done. Kevin
1: with a poker face, up until yeah, like, exactly. You know, he just didn't want All to
2: give right. anything away. All
1: right, um, here we. I, mean, I I also think two things. It's fucked right. up that you don't think Caesar could write a comic who is an, an ape, and so right. could really has a lot of first hand experience with writing from the pl- perspective of the Planet of the Apes. And a shout out to B. Shout out to Marvel. It should be um, Planet of the Apes role.
2: Okay, well, all right, great. And uh, you don't think Lily Tomlin could write a badass Planet of the Apes story? I mean, what the fuck? You don't want to even go in on that one?
1: It's your trivia, Pete. Why can't you
2: get it? Oh, my God. All right, here we go. Lily. On January 22nd of this year, what will be 20 years old? Is it A, Bebo, B, the Invincible comic, or C, Desi Arnaz? One of them is a comic book. I even yes. said the word comic in the answer. I'm going to go with invincible. You are correct, sir. Hey, well wow. done.
1: Really good.
2: And of course, uh, Kevin knew this, but I was talking about the 2001 TV special, I Love Lucy's 50th Anniversary Special, on which Barbara Wilson was. Yes, I a absolutely beard. knew that. Of course. Yeah, of course
0: <laughs> did. Yeah. Kevin, of course. congratulations. You won either a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics or Long John Silvers. Which would you prefer? Long
2: John Silver, long John Silver, long John Silver. We got to get rid of these cards. I'm Come g- on.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to say, uh, you know what?
2: Donate the 25 to a library. Oh, a twist the gap <laughs> Kev. Kev. All right. Okay. you making us do a little bit more work. All right, Kev. We,
0: we're up for it. That's fine. I'll put, uh, how do you do that? You just like take 25 down on the singles and put them through the slot, right? Yeah, it's like
1: a strip club. Uh, No, I think, Alex, (laughs) you run into a library and throw a Long John Silver's gift card at the first person.
0: Or just leave them some fish somewhere, and they'll find it. It's fine. Thanks, Kevin. This is a great suggestion. Yeah, good idea.
1: Go get the Long John Silver's food order and hide it somewhere in the library.
0: Yes, I'll put it under F for fish. Kevin, so good seeing you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Congratulations. Yeah, happy New Year, Kev. Great seeing you. All right. There we go. Kevin, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin, as we all know tomorrow is new comic book day unless you're dc yeah. in which case today is new comic book day <sighs> maybe the world's going to end the day after that as Justin is prophesied i guess we'll see what happens but until then yeah. what are you looking forward to that's coming out
2: this week pete dark knights of steel number nine joe Fixit it number one planet hulk world breaker number three and as alex mentioned scarlet witch number one mm, wow, justin really, what about really? you
1: eating all the, all of our lunches here. I got to give it up for Poison Ivy number eight. Ooh, book that I've been really enjoying and mm. made me regret not uh, pushing harder for that to be on our best in 2022 uh, year in review because that book took this sort of, talk about villain focused book. It sort of scared us how hard it went and now it's dr- sort of dropping into the great sort of character driven storytelling. Really love that. So Deaf, looking forward to that.
0: Well, unfortunately, it wasn't on that list of the best comic books of the year. So therefore, it is one of the worst comic books of the year. Oh, come I'm looking on. Forward to- yeah. well, that's how it works. That's it the to- opposite of what he just uh. said, man. That's how it works. I'm sorry. Batman, I I believe you said that in your long list, Pete, but after the cliffhanger of the last issue of Batman, I could not wait to see what they were going to do with Batman going forward. It definitely doesn't disappoint in terms of its weirdness. Very interested to talk to you guys about it. And all of that stuff is going to be in our stack podcast that rolls out Wednesday, 9 a.m., both in the comic book club feed and its own dedicated stack feed. And, folks, that is it for this week's show.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, nice. White
0: yeah. notice. Uh-huh, hey. Do we have the rights for that? We got the rights for that, right? Anyway, a couple of people we want to thank. We want to thank, oh no, I didn't write down his real name. Uh, we it's want to thank the lewis. team behind Social Studies, also lewis Southern. Uh, check out Zest World's Villains Seeking Hero. Next week on the show, we're going to have a pack one. Craig Rasmussen is going to be here to talk about Zoop's odds and ends. Also, Kelly Thompson and Meredith McLaren Ooh. are going to be here to talk about the new image comics book Black Cloak. So that nice. should be awesome. The nice. Doom Room, our Doom Patrol podcast rolling out Thursdays. Maybe the last episode will roll out Thursday. I guess we'll see what happens. Also, Marvel Vision, our Marvel podcast. We have been recapping some of the phase three movies. We've got another one of those to go coming up this friday so definitely check that out patreon.com slash comic book club to support the show and all the shows we do don't forget to subscribe and follow on apple android spotify stitcher or the app of your choice at comic book live on twitter comic book club live on both instagram and tiktok comic book club live.com for this podcast and many more until next time good night yeah, yeah. One, two, well, we, one, sit two, three, we sit four, here. We sit here. We sit here for like a, a
1: minute in silence. Yeah, in silence. we gotta do the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great bulletouts,